Now, I know it's been almost seven days, or seven days to the date of when I last put out an episode, but my building has not had power for four days now, which means I can't really do work, which means I have to find new and alternative ways of getting my news information and then putting it out there. So here's hoping that this episode works. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It's Andrew, the Mistress of Pop Culture. I just can't even believe it's been this long since we chatted. So much has happened post-inauguration, uh, well, including the inauguration, which was, by the way, incredible. Um, I just feel as though we have a new uh, ship of leadership going on in this country, which is just incredible, and I'm sure many people echo that same sentiment. But, you know, that's just me and a uh, big group of us who won. Lady Gaga was fabulous. Uh, Mama Obama's incredible outfit was just the talk of the town. And of course, um, First Lady Jill Biden looked incredible as well. And since he's been in office, I think Joe Biden's done more in the maybe three, four days he's been at the job than you know who did in four years. But that, again, is just me. And this episode isn't about politics. This is about sort of an update on what's been going on in my life and pop culture. Um, I'm actually at my apartment right now. It's kind of crazy because... Something's going on with the LAWPD, LADDP, whatever the water and heat source is in Hollywood where I live. Um, it's There's been vault explosions underground, I guess, and we haven't had power for three, four days. So what I do is I sleep in my apartment and then I go out for the rest of the day because I actually can sustain living here. I just sleep uh, and shower here, but I go out for the day, say to friends who have heat and water because I actually tell you it's unbearably cold. It's about 40 degrees in my apartment right now, which I know you guys are thinking is crazy, and it is crazy, and... I've seen the tweets that people are tweeting at this company in Hollywood because I think 400 buildings are without power, which is nuts. But I'm not going to make their job any more difficult by complaining to them because I'm not out there underground, you know, trying to fix the wiring of what's going on. I'm just going to be very patient and hope for the best. But otherwise, you know, I might have to go to a hotel or something, which I really don't want to do because of COVID and everything. So let's figure out my options here. <laughs> but um, anyways, of course, just because um, I have no power doesn't mean the world doesn't have power and the pop culture stories uh, don't stop turning. So... Um, I have three stories for you today, maybe four, because I'm so damn cold. I don't even know how long I can record this. And then I'll take like a 90 degree shower and then head out of my apartment. By the way, it's 8 a.m. in L.A. Um, I'm seeing a few apartments today and then, you know, I have to take my laundry elsewhere because I have laundry in my unit, but I can't do it because I have no power in my building, which sucks. But again, it's okay. There are a lot worse things that could be going on in the world. Um, let me think what else has been going on. Uh, I've just been laying low hanging out with my puppy oh my god you guys i just finished watching the in most incredible sci-fi slash fantasy show on netflix called wings the fairy saga uh six episodes it's incredible i don't know if it's sort of um a book series or or what but it's incredible and it's six episodes on netflix i don't even know how to describe the show other than the fact that it was literally perfect it's almost a perfect idea to say, leave it at six episodes. One season is it like a, what do you call it? Uh, like the undoing type of um, short-lived series. Limited series. Because it was that perfectly done. But I'm hoping that it does get longer secretly because I want to see more of these characters. But it's called Fairy... No, it's called Fate the Wink Saga. Sorry, Fate the Wink Saga. W-I-N-X. About fairies and... But not in a hokey, campy way. A little bit campy, but... Uh, actually very grounded within the realms of sci-fi and reality, whatever the subject matter is. So it's great. It's on Netflix. It's a new show. It's number one. Um, I don't plug for them, but I am plugging the show because it was so darn good. Love it. Um, so yeah, that's that. But aside from that, you guys, uh, I have... Yeah, I'm just going to do maybe three or four stories. And um, 
that's that. And I'm so sorry I've been MIA for so long, but literally, I've had no power. So, can't blame me. Um, hate the player. Hate the... No, love the player. Hate the game. What is that saying? I don't even know. That, like, 90s saying. That was iconic. Okay. Anyways. <sighs> I feel so weird doing stories. I haven't done it in so long. First story of the day is from People Magazine, and it's one that's really, really hard to report because it goes back to the tragedy that occurred this time last year, which was just the unfathomable, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching passing of Kobe, um, Bryant, his daughter Gianna, as well as those who are also in the helicopter, which was just, it was painful. Uh, it was one of the most difficult you know, news cycle days I remember. I couldn't stop watching the TV uh, with updates with regards to what happened and just mourning these families. It was, it's still heartbreaking. Um, so this article is from People Magazine. Vanessa Bryant mourns Kobe and Gianna Bryant on first anniversary of fatal accident. On Tuesday, Vanessa Bryant mournfully marked the first anniversary of the tragic deaths of her late husband, NBA legend Kobe Bryant, and her teenage daughter Gianna, sharing a moving note from one of Gianna's best friends. Uh, 38-year-old Vanessa, who is also who also more is um, excuse me who is also mom to daughters Natalia, 18, Bianca, 4, and one-year-old Capri, shared the letter on her Instagram feed, writing a heartfelt message alongside the post. Quote, Today I received the sweet letter from one of Gianna's best friends, Aubrey. Vanessa began in her caption, I love you, Obs, as my Gigi would call you. Thank you so much for beautifully sharing some of your memories of Gigi with me and allowing me to share them here on my Instagram. She continued, quote, My Gigi is incredible, and I truly appreciate your thoughtful letter. She loves you so much. I miss my baby girl and Kobe Kobe so much. A heart emoji. I will never understand why slash how this tragedy could have happened to such beautiful, kind, and amazing human beings. It still doesn't seem real. Kobe, we did it right. Gigi, you still make mommy proud. I love you, Vanessa, included the post. Using the hashtags, hashtag play Gigi is, is way. Mamacita, Mamba, Daddy's Girl, and Hashtag Girl Dad. The emotional note from Aubrey honored Gianna as a friend who pushed Aubrey, quote, to be better and praised Vanessa as a mother. Quote, if I ever become a mother, I hope my daughter turns out to be exactly as yours did, Aubrey said in the note. Gianna's love of life is something I admire endlessly. She would smile up at the rest of the world. Later in the letter, Aubrey wrote, quote, there are times I get into a pit of despair thinking about her and what she could have accomplished had... She had a couple more years, but recently I have been thinking about the mark she did leave on this earth. Her fights for equality and sports made the world reconsider their opinions. She, along with Mr. Bryant, set the wheels in motion. Including her note, Aubrey told Vanessa that, quote, she did it right when it came to raising Gianna. Quote, I am so, so blessed. I got to have time with her angel of a daughter, and thank you for giving me that chance, she said, adding, quote, I love you, and I'm thinking of you as you remember and honor her life. On the morning of January 26, 2020, which is one day last year, uh, one, the date exactly one year ago, uh, Kobe, John, and a group of friends, including Sarah and Peyton Chester, Christina Mosser, John Al- Al- Altobelli and his wife, Carrie Altobelli, and their daughter, Alyssa Altobelli, were on their way to poo a basketball game in a helicopter piloted by a gentleman that ultimately crashed in Calabasas, California. At the time, Kobe was 41 and Gianna was 13. Um, at the time of his death, Kobe was four years into his retirement from the NBA and had positioned himself at the helm of prominent business interests, including a basketball camp, the Mama Sports Academy, and the multimedia agency, Granity Studios, which produced the 2018 Grammy Award-winning animated short film, Dear Basketball, and several New York Times best-selling novels. Um, over the last 12 months, 
Vanessa has shared many tributes to her husband and daughter. She also spoke at a public memorial for the two on February 24th, 2020, nearly a month after their deaths. You know, it's, it's really hard to talk about this because it was such a, a... I can remember it like it was yesterday. And it's it's heartbreaking because it's families, it's loved ones. And I mean, for many, many people, of course, they're basketball fans, they're Kobe fans, they, they were Laker fans. And it's... Um, the wound is definitely still fresh. And I send so much love to every every individual who... And every family member who were connected with these incredible people who tragically lost their lives. And um, I, I, you know, there, there really are no words other than sending lots of love and how, how one gets up every day after losing a loved one like this is truly a, a testament to strength and courage and the perseverance of life and how one um, can pull strength and, and power. So, so much love to everyone who was in that uh, tragic accident in 2020, a year ago. Okay, second story. A bit of sort of an update with the endless saga that is, of course, the handsome, gorgeous, iconic Army Hammer and, you know, all that's been coming out. I'm not going to go into the exact detailings of the news or sort of the uh, graphic messages that have allegedly been released. But I, I do have an interesting story because it's, you know, in relation to something that I love absolutely more than anything in the world. It is, of course, my favorite show ever. That is Gossip Girl. And this story is from page six. Army Hammer once hinted he was fired from Gossip Girl. Army Hammer once hinted that he may have been fired from Gossip Girl. While appearing on Watch What Happens Live in 2017, a fan asked Army to name the biggest diva on set. Hammer, 34, declined to answer the question, but did open up about his experience playing Gabriel on season two of the CW teen drama. By the way, his character arc was so good. CW, I mean, Gossip Girl on the CW was one of my favorite shows ever, as many of you know. And if you don't know, a new listener, and you're a new listener, then um, I literally reference it in every single episode because I always find something in life that ties to Gossip Girl or Gigi. I mean, I just do. But anyways, his character arc, Gabriel, he was a con artist and he was... um, in cahoots with Poppy Lifton, who is a socialite. Uh, and if you don't know that, then, well, you need to watch the show. It's on HBO Max. Okay, anyways, back to the article. Hammer34 uh, declined to answer that question, but did open up about its experience playing Gabriel in season two of the CW teen drama. Quote, let me just say that was a tough show to film. And I didn't end up actually filming all the episodes I was supposed to because it was so tough. He said of the show, which ran from 2007 to 2012. Oh, really? So were you like, get me out of this, asked Andy Cohen. Uh, and then to which he replied, it was also like, get him out of here, Hammer revealed, making it seem like he may have been canned. The Call Me By Your Name actor's character was a love interest for lead Serena Vanner Woods and Blake Lively. When Chelsea Handler, um, a guest alongside Hammer and Watch Happens Live, then commented, quote, it sounds like Lively was a problem. A clearly embarrassed Hammer responded, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, the resurface interview comes as Hammer faces a myriad of accusations from ex-girlfriends Courtney Vukujikov and Paige Lorenz. Uh, and a scandal surrounding alleged DMs describing gruesome cannibal fantasies. Both women claimed to page six that Hammer abused her physically and emotionally. He wanted me... Okay, I'm not going to go into exactly what was said, but I'm going to go to the end of the article. An, attorn- an attorney for Hammer previously said in a statement regarding Lorenz's claims, quote, These assertions about Mr. Hammer are patently untrue. Any interactions with the with this person or partner of his were completely consensual and that they were fully discussed, agreed upon, and mutually participatory. The stories being perpetrated in the media are a misguided attempt to present a one-sided narrative with the goal of tarnishing Mr. Hammer's reputation and communications from the individuals involved. Prove that. Okay, 
Now, I've expressed my opinion about this Army Hammer saga many a time, and as a big fan, Stan of his, but also as a big advocate for those who speak out against um, abuse, uh, sexual assault, uh, harassment, any any form of unacceptable behavior like that. I'm a huge advocate um, for those victims. Um, so it's a really tough situation because in this instance, it's hard because we don't know all the detailings and consensual is a really, really tough word to use, especially coming from the individual to to the one who's being blamed in this case is Hammer. So I don't want to express my views again, but um, pretty much where I stand is when you get involved with someone uh, and there is intimate talk, you know, that goes on, let it stay between party A and party B, if and only it does not cause physical harm, sexual harm, uh, harassment of any sort, and that, you know, anything that's unwarranted or completely unacceptable. Um, so it's a tough situation, though. So I sympathize. I sympathize. I do. Okay. Um, so third story of the day. Uh, here. Guys, it's so cold in my apartment. I know he, I know I already said that, but it's so cold. Okay. E! News. Um, I, I didn't get to talk about this on Monday because I wasn't able to record an episode because I didn't have Wi-Fi, <laughs> sadly. Um, such sad news. Larry King, TV and radio legend, passes at 87. This is from E! News, as well as, you know, many other outlets provided. I love Larry King. He was a true pioneer, icon, incredible host, interviewer, really smart, wasn't nasty, didn't have any motives and agenda. He he always was just a great listener and and... and I was a huge fan of his, and I, lo- I, I recently, funnily, funnily enough, watched his interview with Lisa Kudrow on a show, a little excerpt, and he just seemed so nice. Um, television icon Larry King has died at the age of 87. His production company, Aura Media, announced the news on January 23rd, tweeting, quote, With profound sadness, Aura Media announces the death of our co-founder, host, and friend Larry King, who passed away this morning at the age of 87 at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. Cause of death was not revealed. However, the news comes weeks after reports spread. The host of Larry King Live had been hospitalized to complications from coronavirus due to restrictions to stop the spread of the virus. His children, Cannon, Larry Jr., and Chance, as well as his estranged wife, Sean, who he filed divorce from in 2019, were unable to visit him in the hospital, a source told CNN in early January. Currently, Los Angeles is the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic. Yes, it is. Um, King also had a history of health issues, including type 2 diabetes, prostate and lung cancer, and a past heart attack. King's death comes just months after he lost two of his children. Um, His son, Andy, was 65 when he died unexpectedly of a heart attack on July 28th, and his daughter, Chaya, C-H-A-I-A, was 51 when she died of complications from lung cancer on August 20th. Shortly after being diagnosed, Andy and Chaya are the children of King and his ex Late ex-wife, former Playboy Bunny, Aileen Atkins. He is survived by three other children. King was born in 1933, though he was raised in Brooklyn, New York. The broadcaster, whose full name is Lawrence Harvey Zeger, oh, I didn't know that, began his career as a local news journalist in South Florida in 1960. He began hosting the Miami-based talk show Miami Undercover following legal woes that stemmed from accusations of grand larceny in 1971. King returned to media in 1978 by hosting the popular national radio talk show, The Larry King Show. In 85, he began hosting the CNN talk show, Larry King Live. After ending Larry King Live in 2010, he went on to host Larry King Now and Politic King with Larry King, both on Hulu. Um, 
truly, truly devastating news. And of course, my first and foremost, my thoughts and condolences, love and prayers um, and sympathies go to his family and friends, his children, loved ones. Um, you know, it's it's really sad when your icons and heroes you hear news like this because I grew up with them. And when I think of Larry King, I always think of, well, not just his incredible interviewing talents, but that sort of colored blue background he had on his set, which is like, I don't know what it was, but I think Andy Cohen has it on his show too. And it's like cool colors that are the background of a set. And for some other reason, I always associate that with him. And I love it because it's sort of a sentimental feel and, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's my heart breaks, you know, it's sad. And, um, but he was so talented, you know, and he really, he provided millions like myself with entertainment and great, um, important journalism, uh, and poignant questions and just, uh, all-around talented guy, so, you know, oh, it's, a, it's a tough one, you know, it's tough, um, but, yeah, you know, man, um, but I hope everyone is doing well, I hope everybody's in good spirits, I hope you guys are all not without power like me and freezing cold, I feel like I live in Antarctica, and it's so funny because I always talk about how much I love cold, I love cool air, and I, and I live in LA, where in the summers it's like scoldering hot, which I actually am really Hoping that it, wishing that it was right now, but it's literally 45 degrees and I'm in my bed freezing. But you know what? It's kind of going to be freezing cold because I think that's a piece of the metabolism. I mean, we all want to, you know, shed off some pounds in the new year, stay healthy, stay fit, and all that jazz. Uh, but maybe that's just me. I'm just crazy. I'm a lunatic. I don't know. Um, yep, those are my three stories for the day. I'm sorry I'm cutting this short. I'm going to do more stories. I'm going to try and figure out a place where I can go and record, but I'm just too damn cold. Um, but I wanted to get something out there because there's so many great stories that are going on right now. And I love chatting and I love you guys and I love doing this. This is the best job I've ever had. And I'm so grateful and thankful I get to do it. So yeah, I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. You can stream my podcast, the mistress of pop culture on Pocket Cast, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox Radio, um, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere uh, podcast stream. Be safe, wear a mask, we're in a pandemic. Sending love to all of you and chat soon. Bye.